Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, Episode 44. I'm Michael John Simpson. My co-host is the Supreme Commander of Cool and Champion of Social Justice, Kitty Brown. We were on a two-week break, and now we're back. This week, we spoke with longtime L.A. goth scene patron, artist, model, and Lost Angels Club promoter, Victoria Lane. Apologies for the sound quality is on this one. There were fans running because Kitty's AC was out during the heat wave. We chat about LARPing, L.A. goth clubs, uber goths, immersive environment experiences, lost angels, gothing in summer, personal autonomy, hipsters, long hair, feminism in media, political correctness versus treating people with respect, programmers, teaching autonomy, boners, body image and dysmorphia, personal fitness, and oligarchy. Positivity through creativity. Here's episode 44 of the Something Something Experience. Yeah, we were playing Vampire the Masquerade. He was literally king of the entire scene for the entire U.S. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, yeah. That's a lot of LARPing. <laughs> well, he worked for White Wolf and all that shit. I've actually never LARPed. Not once. But um, when I was training with Omar yesterday, he was helping um, some guy who was in a LARP, like, get better at his, like, LARP foam fighting. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know this was a part of LARPing. Like, yeah. suddenly I am interested. Yeah, I know. Um, there's a SCA that's the mm-hmm. Division oh, of the Renaissance well, yeah, Fair that does, yeah, like, yeah. live battling. I mean, actually, back in the day, Dan, I don't remember if you guys ever went to the old fan club. Oh, yeah, yeah. fan club, of course, yeah. yeah. Don't you remember the open that's, fencing? I used I to do first blood with people then. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. We used to go up on the roof. And you and I have so many connection points. It's just never... I think it's t- hilarious how I still meet people that yeah. were in the same room with me yes. 20 years ago, yes. and I never talked to them. Yes. It's so yeah. weird. Fan club, uh, Andrew, uh, ground control. Uh, yeah. Um, well, the ground control is my fault. I stay away from, from that scene because I had some pretty bad experiences with some of the people, so... Mm. And you were really big in the, the Bowling for Boobies thing. And yeah. Well, I think what happened is that I got miscategorized by certain people as one of the Uber people. Okay, in our scene, there's a division, okay? There's, <laughs> there's, there's the Uber people, like all the pretty people that are Uber and stand around to be Uber with each other in their, in their costumes. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah They're yeah, just yeah. there to there be seen. There are people at ground control who think that, that's, that I'm part of that group. And what's funny is the Uber people don't like me because I call <laughs> them on their shit. Well, I never, I never heard... Like I said, you and I have danced around the same circles many, many for many, 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 many years. And I've been aware of you and artwork and your modeling and your clubs and and events and things like that and I never heard any of that so of course I, but, but usually when people start talking smack to one another that's when I turn around and walk well Eric here. actually Eric's the one who told me Shrek uh, yeah, he's the one who yeah, told me Eric he finally should. told me he's like you know I, I thought you were one of those people I'm like no they hate me <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm one of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we have a lot of friends who invest a lot of time and effort in costuming and, and you know, the, the bella figura, if you will. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and there's who are the nicest, sweetest, and most adorable people. And I never heard anything other than that about you. So yeah. well, as far good. as I'm concerned... Like, apparently it's turned around, because the last time I was at Ground Control, I left, like, in tears because I was getting so much shit from from girls that were, like, walking away as I tried to, like, talk to them. See, and my whole thing is, one of my biggest litmus tests for good people is Andrew Holkeen. So if Andrew Holkeen yeah, is down with too. somebody, I'm mm. told that I will most likely be friends with that person. Yeah, yeah. No, he's... he's he is a and gift. that's probably my biggest, you know, connect the dots... 
degree of separation is, is Andrew, and then he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's like. But Andrew's been on the podcast. Eric's been on the podcast. So. Hmm. I was about to say, there's a uh, Margaret Cho joke about like you know what's the crossover between like Ren Fair and fetish <laughs> and like goth people. Yes. You know, because there's definitely yeah. like a center of that Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can name at least ten people that are in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Um, uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, your latest adventure, your latest wonderful Sunday night adventure. Please do tell. Cool. Oh my God, did we already start? Oh yeah, we've been, we've been, going, for, we've been going for four, three, almost four minutes. So. Great. It's just kind of a casual conversation, That's rather cool. than being like an interview. It's just a oh, chat. Oh yeah. So I've already yeah. made some enemies. Uh, so <laughs> what was the question again? Uh, uh, talk about your your lovely and I. I keep for some reason the name of your your Sunday night like once a month club. Is, Lost Angels. Yeah, Lost Angels. Yeah. I yeah. keep. Getting the name jumbled in my head So okay. Lost Angels, Lost Angels, Lost Angels It's alright, it's alright um, It was basically my reaction to being bored In the club scene and being older In the club scene mm. um, Elder Goff Yeah, I mean it, all of us sit around and whine about the good old days When we, we would get all dressed up And you know We were just having that conversation with Jimmy Actually and you, would <laughs> never, you would never leave the house Without having gotten ready for at least an hour You had your corset on, you had your boots that took 12 years to put on You had your makeup and you had your signature eyeliner yes. And everybody was just like On point On point. Yes, yeah. Now yes. you walk into a club now and it's like t-shirts and jeans And yeah I get that the music is important And I love the music And I understand that the fashion to some people takes away from that yeah. but I think that they're all part of the same thing it's all thing. integral yeah well, like, sometimes I just don't feel like making that effort like sometimes I do just want to roll in in like a black tank top and like you know a little black miniskirt because it's yeah. like I have 10 minutes to get ready and I just want to <laughs> dance you know yeah yeah <laughs> For me, though, it feels like most people want to do that, and it's disappointing because when I want to go out, I want to escape from reality. I want something that's a little hyper-real. You want to be immersed in that in the gothiness of it all. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I be who I am deep down inside. That's sure, where all these sure, masquerade sure, balls sure, that sure. we've all been coming up. Oh with yeah, from. yeah. yeah you know, well, LOJ just happened. Yeah, we last, yeah this that. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean that's what I was actually on the production team for Myth, and that's what Myth came out of. His Myth was the same thing. It was this the Myth this, Mask. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. A, it was a quest for um, deep immersion. Mm-hmm. So that's so there's that, um, and then I started discovering on the East Coast there are all these amazing fully immersive theatrical events. Well, there's one called Sleep No More, mm-hmm. which is basically a Shakespeare play done in a hotel, and you can either fascinating. Oh, it's it's killer. It changed my life, actually. The, the way that <laughs> storytelling can, can be done like a choose-your-own-adventure. Basically, the player characters have no mask. Guests have masks and are not allowed to talk. Um, there's a central bar, so you can go, you know, party, and then go follow, Shake, uh, you know, uh, Ophelia or whoever. And mm-hmm. um, you can either follow the play linearly, you can follow the, the characters, or you can just wander randomly. Oh wow! And, and, it, and stumble in upon scenes, right. and you never. So have it's like this big interactive play happening in multiple rooms in exactly. this big immersive environment. Exactly. That sounds fascinating. <laughs> it's like being in a Robert Altman film. Kind of. <laughs> but in this in this case, you can't interact, and so there's you know I mean it's fun. And you're and you still have, a spectator. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's also another place called the Box New York. The Box New York is like to me all the greatest aspects of all of our subcultures mixed in with. Um, I'm trying to remember if I went there when I was visiting my cousin. If you saw, like, they took me on like a goth tour of New York. Well, while it's I was not there. goth though. It's, oh, it's a, okay. It's a, it's a mainstream club, but it has this whole. It's it's um. 
It's a mixed club, which is what uh-huh. I refer to when I mean that there's a gay club happening and everybody else goes as well. But it's yeah. a mixed club. You can go in and you see a, can see a girl that's really hot, walk out, take her panties off, she's got a full bush and shave it, and then walk off. I mean, hmm. just like crazy weird I shit like that. I want to go to there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everybody has like their club kid persona and really puts... It's a very, yeah. it's a very deeply yeah. New York scene that yeah. has... But it's also dark. Well, that club kid thing kind of went away a little bit. It, it was isn't. big in the big in the nineties. But I mean, I mean, at club at clubs that I go to or would go. Oh, to. Oh, it's still there. It's still it's huge. Actually, all over the world, there's that you can even go on Facebook and follow people. There are still people that do that. Sure. And, and I would love to attract those people that are in LA to come into my place. Mm. So that's what. It, so basically, I was tired of complaining and going, oh, I'm so bored at this club. I don't want to do Jaeger shots and go stomp. I want to mm. actually, you know, have an experience. I'm older. I'd like to have a place to sit, you know, a VIP table. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I want. I, I, I don't want to club hop anymore. I mean, back in the day, you used to go to Blue and Bar Sinister and jump back and forth between yeah. the two. Oh, yeah, yeah. All those yeah. clubs around Cherokee yeah. you know, over it was, there. And just, it was super rad. just bounce back and yeah, forth. Yeah, you got bored or somebody didn't like walking in or Go over to the Burgundy Room, have a glass of wine, go to Barson and dance yeah. for a little while. Back when Barson wasn't like douchebag central. Right, yeah, exactly. Ugh. I feel like everyone starts out at Barson though. That's like the yeah, gateway club re- well, and then you realize that there over, are better right? clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean yeah. like I was, I was going to Barson. Well, yeah. You know. Yeah, like you did. Yeah, yeah. But, like, one thing I find is, like, you know, the the people who complain, like, oh, people don't get dressed up, there's no pageantry, and, like, all of that. Like, um, I feel like a lot of them aren't primarily, like, you mentioned the music, but they aren't primarily there to dance. Like, Doomy aside, because right. we all we right. all know Doomy yeah. dances up a storm. Oh, yeah. Like, I find, like, those people will dance a little bit, but they are not there to dance. Like... You know, I'm there to dance. Justin is there to dance, and like he puts on like Sith makeup and stuff. But most of the time, he's in like tank top and pants. Yep, yep, you know, yep, like yep. the industrial look number three. Right. Like, the it's about pants freedom of movement. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's kind of become my uniform now. Is is the lace up boots, uh, black board shorts, and a black tank top. Yeah. Just because it's comfortable, I can move, I can dance, and, and I'm you're not going to have like a heat stroke on the dance floor. Right. <laughs> cool. Right. No, those are all great points, and, and I understand. Um, I'm I'm in the middle. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm, I'm there to be social. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm there to, to escape and be you know be mm-hmm. who I feel like I am inside, and I'm also there to dance as well. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing I'm noticing too, and part of why I created Los Angeles is that people are not talking to each other or meeting new people. I the mm. last club that I went to, I left after 45 minutes. Oh wow! Because I saw people I knew. I was trying to interact with people, and it was really. Just not not fun, not social, not interactive. Yeah, and, and and I just I was just like I this is you know this isn't what I want. I right. want to actually talk to people, and I want to force people to like discover new people in the scene and get away yeah. from your your um, click. So I started Lost Angels. Mm-hmm. So Lost Angels is a full immersive. Um, I want to stray away from saying gothic at this point because I'm trying to appeal to other people as well. It's yeah. a dark themed speakeasy. It's fully immersive, meaning that there are player characters that you can interact with or you can not interact with. There are shows or things that are happening around you. Some of it's what the fuck. Some of it's <laughs> pretty traditional. And, and um, Probably no bush shaving, though. Uh, I would really love to be able to do stuff like that, and um, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I, I would really love to do stuff like that, but there's laws yeah. around all of it. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, I'm on the radar in downtown LA. I'm really high profile, so I have to be really careful about what I do. Sure. Mm. Um, if you want to do stuff like that, you have to actually apply with the FBI. 
what? Yeah, it's it's a really <laughs> long yeah, it's a long process. You have to do all this stuff because they're concerned about um, prostitution. So you have huh. to register all these things and get a special license, which maybe I will do one day because I would like to do craziness and alcohol together. Yeah. Um. So and then there's an art corner. So if you're an artist and you want to come and you want to draw, I provide you with a hot, gorgeous lady. This is relevant to my interest. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to hit everything. I'm trying yeah. to hit... The only thing we don't really have is dancing. There has, have been people that do dance, mm-hmm. but it hasn't really taken off yet. Yeah. Um, but that's not really our focus. Would I you was, like another photographer? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Nope. Yeah. No, I, I basically want you to come and create. If you want to come and you have nice. a character that you want to work out, you can come and play with your character. I don't care. I want to... I started doing stand-up in the corner. Yeah, is a gym class different than it used to be? <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's, yeah. that's pretty much what I want, because back in the day, there were little pockets in our scene where that was happening. Yeah. People were creative, yeah. and that's basically what I want to do. I want to I want to foster an environment where people are at play. There used to be a lot more bands at goth clubs, and, and now pretty much Bar Sinister is it. Well, okay. Christian has a witch club band yeah. come through mm, right. Warlock every now and again. Yeah. And that's but Fang Club yeah. always had a band, and and uh, um, I don't think Noir ever did. But I'm trying to um, think of old old goth clubs from the early 2000s that I used to go to, and there was always seemed like there was band playing. Like in the middle of the night, the music would stop, a band would come on and play, and then they'd go back to the dancing and stuff. And that we was talked cool. about that actually. Andrew and I are talking about doing um, a club that we have only referred to as Crucible, where we want to <laughs> we want to do something of that nature. We want to take both of our aesthetics and kind of meet in the middle merge yeah and and see what happens but um, we haven't gotten there yet it's something we've talked about and hopefully we will so first Lost Angels I need to talk about this because this is relevant to what I was trying to do sure Um, first Lost Angels exactly what happened happens at every club happened all the uber pretty people sat at one table (laughs) and everybody else sat at the other tables and nobody talked to each other Mm. so you want to get people to mingle yeah. yeah so I was annoyed I was deeply annoyed, and I was like, okay, how do I do this? So I gutted the room and took out chairs, and I strategically made the layout so that there wasn't a whole lot of sitting you could do, and you, it, if you were going to pair off, it could only be two of you. Um, and then I decided that one of the biggest challenges for me has been, as a player character, I'm also running the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So it's and I know half the audience, so it's very hard for me to stay in character. But I'm trying to find this weird middle ground of being a hyper real version of myself, so that I can make people talk to each other. Because I'll walk in the room and I'll think, oh, they've never met before, and they would totally get along, and they should talk to each other. So yeah, well, I know one thing like across the board for a lot of kids in the goth scene is like we're all awkward. We all like tend to have some you know measure of social anxiety. Like we're all introverted, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like. I don't know. I, I've kind of described it like, you know, we're like cats, where, like, it'll take us a minute to kind of, you know, sit there and figure out, like, are you okay? Like, are you <laughs> going to be cool? Like, what's up? You know? Before, like, we become BFFs. So That's that must kinda, be something to deal with. It was. And I'm kind of proud because after, I think, was it five or six times we've done this at this point, mm-hmm. um, people trust me and know that I'm inviting really cool people and they're talking to each other. The other thing is I also have... Um, some some lubricants in there that are doing a great <laughs> job. Like, well, not the not the alcohol. I mean, like uh, Georges Robert, who's a, one of the best mu- magicians over at the Magic Castle, has been coming in and spending time there. And any time, the last time, I was so excited because mm-hmm. he sat at the table and like the whole table was just surrounded by people. 
interacting and watching what he was doing and yeah. you know and it was that was a lot of fun for me to see the art was really the last event was really insane and actually a major artist came in to see the other artist that we featured Yuki mm-hmm. so yeah I've seen you a lot of Yuki's work actually we, she and I were in the same show together at the yeah, Hive once she's always like she's a resident artist at the Hive right so. and she's awesome she's fantastic and she just ate it up so um, yeah it's that that was kind of my goal I'm still trying to work towards um, an even more interactive thing my my disconnect my problem is is that it's an expensive sh- uh, club to do mm-hmm. it costs me a lot of money to do I have yet to um, break even oh wow I have yet to break well you know yeah. it costs money to you do gotta something start, beautiful you gotta yeah. start off yeah. so uh, I had a really hard time initially trying to get people to buy into what I was doing because it's so different I mean mm-hmm. all the concepts that I've explained to you you've never even heard of um, so I've been pitching this over and over again, trying to get people to come in and, and join the world and be p- player characters and not ask me for $300 for the night. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at. So that was your comment on Facebook today. I want to create art that everybody wants money. Yeah, kind of well, thing. I think that's just because I'm getting old because everyone wants to shoot 20-year-old models. You know, I like to do storytelling kinds of um, images. Uh, and I have a ton of costuming that I'd love to be able to use, but the problem is, is that I'm an old lady and... You know, nobody wants to shoot an old lady. They want you to pay them to do it. I, dis- <laughs> I disagree. I, I will shoot an old lady. I'll shoot. I, I I just like taking pictures. I've never charged anybody to take pictures. Well, I never ever. used to pay for them. And, yeah. I mean, recently I've started paying. In one case, I, I've paid because Heidi, who is a really good friend of mine, Heidi is Albert. worth every yeah. penny. Yep. Yep. Oh, and absolutely. She has done plenty of shoots with me where they've been completely free. So yeah. I've gotten to a point now where I don't want to not pay her right, because right, right. her art is to a level that I think she deserves to it's make money. It's amazing. Like, when she was going back to school for her MFA, she, you know, at one point was like, I need a model. And I was like, I volunteer as tribute. And, like, the photos that were just for her classwork that she took of me are beautiful. Like, yeah. she has so much talent. Yeah. She's she's amazing. So she's somebody that I, I just can't bring myself to go, oh, hey, I want to shoot this thing. Yeah. Can you just give me hours well of- <laughs> and like she was shooting Tess Holiday before she like blew up and became like you know internet like celebrity darling well, she's done that so. with a lot of people I mean was it Jeffree Star yeah um, yeah she's yeah. she's phenomenal yeah mm-hmm. well so. the show that I did at the Hive was the Heidi Calvert's show it was the it was some kind of Oh, the Erotica. Um, yeah. oh, right. The Erotica cool. one. I was actually at that show. That's awesome. I was um, in that show. Yeah. Um, a bunch of people that we know were in that show because it was finally like, oh, we have an access point to the hive. That was the night that Danny and I first hooked up. Yeah. That was 4th of <laughs> July of 2009. I had been showing at the hive for like two years previous, but then when Heidi got involved, I was like, wait, you know Nathan Cartwright? She's like, yeah, we're good friends from like the Blue Gallery, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, my world just got... Even smaller, <laughs> and, and a, a big hero of mine, photography-wise, is Steve Diet Getty, and he mm-hmm. shot. He, he was he had pieces up at that show, although he didn't go to the the opening. Yeah, night, but um, yeah. he's rad. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I've never met him. I've been a fan of his since he was still living in Chicago. I've met him. He's a nice guy. He's yeah, a little, he's um, a little quiet. Yeah, he's shy. Well, I had a girlfriend uh, in the long, long ago who was very, very <laughs> close friends with him. So um, Lisa Potato, she. Uh, uh, was friends with him for a long time, but um, I've never gotten to meet him. But I've always really liked him. So he was actually one of the people that inspired me to pick up a camera and start That's and awesome. start. I just started uh, like uh, 
just talking to people on MySpace, this was a long time ago, and just saying, <laughs> hey, I like to take pictures and I would like to, I'm not going to charge you if you want photos for you, and you know, and then you can do with them whatever you want and I'll put them up on my website and that's about it and, and you know, we'll agree on what, you, what, what I can, can put up or whatever and started talking to people and I got a lot of people to drive all their cookies up to Santa Clarita yeah. into the garage at my ex, now ex-wife's house and I set up a makeshift studio with some black sheeting and a bed and a couch and some colored lights and that's... Well, and the one thing um, that I really liked about shooting with you is that you weren't using it as a way to get into people's oh, pants. Like, you were never creepy. Guys yeah. with cameras. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all I get now is, is guys with cameras who act like they're doing me a favor because I'm so dried up and old that, you know... Well, and the concept <laughs> that, like, women have expiration dates, like, once you're out of, yeah. like, your 20s, The Amy Schumer sketch, yeah, the, the, the last fuckable date, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I've, no, I've never subscribed to that. So yeah. yeah, it's kind of annoying, but it's it's a real thing. So yeah, but like I was shooting with you when I was twenty, yep. when like a lot of people in the scene were like, "So I'm a photographer, like, bruh, 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 you want to shoot with me?" And I did shoot with a couple people for all of like ten minutes before I realized, like, "Oh, you're just trying to get in my pants, yeah, aren't you?" Yeah. But you were never creepy. Like you were never like. You know, gross. You never made me uncomfortable. So, shining endorsement. Like, you get a gold star. Like, gold star. good job. Yeah, not creepy. <laughs> Stamped on the forehead. You know, yeah. I have a business card. Hi, Michael Simpson, not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I keep, I keep reading about, uh, reading about Lost, Lost Angels, and I wanted to want to come and, and do, and, and go to it. Uh, it's on a Sunday night, and I do work nine to five. Monday through Friday, but I, I'm, I'm in a space right now in my life where I am seeking out creative stuff because I'm tired of working for the man. I'm tired of it. I'm, it's going to be a long, long journey to try and get out of that, to get into where I'm in charge of a creative career of my own. But, but the fact is you're starting. I'm doing stand-up. I've been doing the podcast. I'm trying to... Uh, pick the camera back up. I recently have done a couple of uh, cosplay shoots with Abby Polacco. Yeah. And um, those turned out really well. And I've been wanting to get back into it. And, and I think that um, if I can, hopefully if I can drag Danny out on a Sunday night, which is not an easy thing to do, probably <laughs> will probably just be me showing up on my own. But I definitely want to go to the next Lost Angels and just yeah. show up and see what it's all about. It's fun. It's I'm, I'm really proud of the work we've done. Um, next month might um, go in a, in a Intimidating Uber direction. We have a, a really amazing venue in Beverly Hills. Oh wow! Asked us to consider teaming up with them for one um, one event, and uh, yeah, I pr- presented it to my team, and they were already like, "Oh, Beverly Hills, uh, we don't really fit there." And I was just like, "Fuck off! You totally fit anywhere you want to go. It's yeah. fine, you know." But. Um, so I'm not sure yet. We're still in discussions, and then we will be doing um, a Halloween Ghost Fall. Oh, nice! On Halloween, um, Saturday gonna, night. Yeah, it's been yeah. my dream for like three years to do this um, because Halloween is so boring to me now. It's the same, yeah. the same yeah. clubs. There's the, yeah. you know, I can list off exactly what everyone's going to do. Yeah. And yeah. it's so boring to me. Yeah. Um, so again, instead of complaining, mm-hmm. I am going to, you know, do this. So I've been wanting to do like a a ghost ball that's a marriage of technology and theater. 
I don't think we're going to be able to do too much of the technology yet because it's really expensive. The ultimate goal, the end game for Ghost Ball, is that eventually I would like to be able to have holograms of ghosts being thrown out into the audience Ooh. and appearing and, and doing shticks and doing stuff. Like yeah. in the Haunted Mansion, basically. Sure. But only the adult version. And we will mm -hmm. also have player characters with stylized makeup um, in the same color palette that will also interact with you. Yeah. So, wow. um, it may or it may not become a rock opera. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in my dream, like that sounds great. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna do. And again, instead of sitting around going, oh, I don't have ten thousand dollars for holograms, I'm gonna wow. just start it. Wow. Yeah. Basically, a lot of the holograms that I'm looking at the companies I'm looking at, it costs three thousand dollars per hologram. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So, and I thought about doing, like, a Kickstarter or something like that, but my last fund me thing isn't going very well, so I ditched that idea completely, <laughs> because apparently that's not going to happen. Right. Um, I also don't want anyone to steal my idea. Yeah. Right. I feel like there's a lot of oversaturation with, like, Kickstarters and, like, GoFundMes and stuff like that. Like, everybody is doing one. And, like, some of them are really, really cool, but I know a lot of people who have gotten burned by, like, Kickstarters and oh, GoFundMes. Oh, well, I mean, that's, that's part of the thing is it's like with any kind of real investment, any kind of a business venture. You can mm -hmm. invest millions, thousands, hundred thousands, millions of dollars into a thing, and it just flops, and you're out that money, and that's the whole risk of investment. Yeah. And a lot of people who fund a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter don't get that, that you're investing in this. It might not happen. Mm -hmm. And probably about 75% of the things on, I think I think I heard 75% in an article what, of, of things on those, you know, in crowdfunded sites don't happen, and people get nothing. Yeah. And... That's part of the thing. That's part of the deal. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people have gotten burned, so they're very wary of sure, like sure, anything sure. now. Sure. So. Well, also there's just the stark reality that a lot of us don't have a lot of money. So yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, there right. is yeah. a lot of us are just well, and especially in a town where everybody's trying to carve out their slice. You know, there, there's there's. It seems like there should be more money going around for stuff like that, but they're just the reality is. Yeah, it's, it's really very, yeah. People it's are very, very tight-fisted. They yeah. are. LA is a place where everybody is actively doing something. You know, like even if people are just like meeting for lunch, like that's a networking lunch. Like they're figuring shit out. Like there's never a moment where people are doing something without purpose. You know, like it's just like it's. Everybody is creating. Everybody sure. is doing something. Sure. Like, even if they're, you know, like, working, they're still, like... Like, you're never just, like, an IT admin. You're never just, like, a lawyer. You're never a doctor. It's always like, oh, yeah, I'm, you sure. know, a lawyer, but I'm also, you sure. know, an actor or a writer. Blah, yeah, blah, my blah. LinkedIn says IT administrator. My, uh, <laughs> my Twitter says comedian and podcaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody has, like, their, their creative... Thing that they're trying uh, the to get off the ground. Is real. Yeah, this, yeah, the hustle is real. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want more uh, more gregarious guests at, at Los Angeles, I'm in. So I've been really wanting to talk to you, but pick your brain about this and talk about this and get it out there. So, like I said, I I've admired your work through friends. I've admired oh, you from afar for a nice. very long Thank time, you. and I've been very aware of you and the things that you do. We've just never met. I think we were at Ground Control at the Catch on the same night once. Were you at Andrew and Heather's wedding? No. No, see, and that's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we keep missing each other, so, but yeah, but I mean, you know, like I said, I've, I've seen photography stuff you've done and, and other things too, and always been like, oh yeah, cool, yeah, so. That's awesome, thank so, you. Yeah, yeah, it's good work. So, 
it sounds like uh, this is taking up a lot of your the, the, the Los Angeles, the planning, the plotting, the scheming, the, the hand rubbing, and you know, is is taking a lot of energy and time and. Um, it does because I'm a one-woman production team. I'm literally doing everything myself, with the exception of sound, finally, because Andrew has been so kind as to, yeah, to throw yeah. in his skills. Yeah. But I was, I'm doing everything by myself. I mean, it's fine because I have the education to do that. I have my degrees in, in theater, so nice. it's, it's not a big deal. It's just, it's a lot of work. Sure. Um, yeah. And You're, what, six, six productions in now? I think we're six in, five or six in. Um, yeah, I've dumped thousands of dollars into this. Yeah, because because uh, um, Andrew and Eric were both, you know, really crowing loudly about it back in January, February, whenever you started. So, and I wouldn't been wanting to go, but it's that whole Sunday night thing. But now I'm yeah. just at this point, I'm just like, fuck it, I, I want to go out. I want to I want to experience something. I, I we all spend too much time. Worrying about oh shit, I gotta go to work the next day. Yeah, and that's a depressing enough prospect as it is. So I'll be tired for work the next day. <laughs> you know what? For the what I put into that and what I get back out of it, and not just talking about money, but the lack of respect, of cre- respect, <laughs> the lack of creativity that I feel for that for my job, the lack of of um, uh, cultural autonomy, the lack of etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. The sacrifice that I make to go... Well, like, we... Fuck it, I'll be tired for that. I don't care. We as Americans work some of the longest hours in the industrialized world. Like, we're neck and neck with Japan. <laughs> and Jeb Bush says we need to work more. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, he can die in a fire. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're, we're neck and neck with Japan right now. Um, and our suicide rate has gone up for it, you yeah. know, just like there's... And probably high. heart attacks and people dying well, at 50 and... check this out. You can actually go and read about it on Lost Angels. Um, most of the people who go the next day still have high, a high happiness thing happening. Nice. And I'm really, 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 really proud of that because mm-hmm. that's the goal. Yeah. The goal is for you to get out of it and go, oh my God, I have to wait a month to go do this again? Something <laughs> to shake you out of the doldrum, out of out of yeah. the rut, out of the, the velschmutz, the so, ennui. See, the, like, I'm going to rattle off a million like so once a month I can make the effort and play dress up and stuff like that but like if it's just a weekend like you know every weekend like I just want to dance when's the next one when's the, <laughs> next, uh, the one? next one is for September 27th okay um I am still like oh I said, shit that's during Wasteland Weekend oh no is it Wasteland Weekend yeah I might have to shift that date then yeah Wasteland Weekend's the last weekend of September oh so like God. I'm gonna be out playing goth club Why Apocalypse in the Desert <laughs> it's part of our program. oh my God I <laughs> it's gonna be near the end of September yeah um yeah, Wasteland Weekend's the last weekend. Well, with Andrew doing lights, I mean, any reason to get get a hug out of that man? That's another. That's another big draw for me. So, <laughs> so yeah, and he comes to ogle the girls. He says, <laughs> "I give him the perfect perv table." No, <laughs> but he's another person who's like never creepy about. Never, it. No, he's not. That's he's like not. a joke. That's, that's a joke, a joke. between it's us. Totally, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I got. I totally got where yeah, you're. Yeah, no, about. I gave him a great table last time, so you could get like the full on upskirt effect. <laughs> Uh, there's a table in the middle of our venue that the girls like to do, like, instead of floor work during mm-hmm. the dancing, they do it on the table. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had the perfect... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, always, it's always funny because, like, um, I'll be dancing sometimes, and, you know, like, I like my mini skirts, but, like, people will be like, wait, you have, like, 
Hello Kitty underoos under there, and I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I? Or like Batgirl or something, you know? Like it's it's never sexy lingerie because like my sexy lingerie is like the Wonder Woman. Actually, underoos. I think Hello Kitty or Batgirl is way better than sexy lingerie. Yeah, yeah. I'd be yeah. way more excited about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, yeah. That that's kind of like with the Andrew, it's the same thing. I'd be at the perf table looking up, and then I'd go, Oh look, her underwear matches her eyeshadow. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the next Los Angeles is going to go one of two directions. We're either going to do um, a, an 80s vampire night. Um, yeah, the, the pre sparkle vampire. Like Lost Boys? Yeah, yeah. Lost Boys. You're eating maggots, Michael. Yeah, or, <laughs> or the other direction, because this venue has a pool, there will be, there will be mermaids. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> Whoa. I'm so in. Whoa! No, I. I used to do swim team, dive team, water polo, like, you know, the house I grew up in had a pool, and, like, I would just live in there during the summer. Like, my parents would order pizza and, like, bring it to us in the pool. Like, I would not leave the water. So, <laughs> I am all about this. Like, I want I want to be a mermaid, like, in kindergarten. They're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, mermaid. And they're like, you can't. And I was like, eh. <laughs> that, that was a double, double, double bird flying there. Yeah, yeah, that was actually how I sold it, is, is I was looking for Halloween venues, and I actually know people that are, are um, involved in this space. And I said, I can't get the idea of having hot mermaids in your pool out of my head and they're like yeah we need to do that yeah. <laughs> well like do you do you need yeah. a mermaid like I, I volunteer as <laughs> I will be a mermaid like done totally. Plus do, you have, do you have a tail I do not but oh. I could probably get one Dad, you uh I'm okay with that you definitely have friends who could help you out or nudge you in the right direction on that yeah so, um, yeah I was gonna say like I know enough of like the cosplay like right, you know right. prosthetic people that Between if I just Kim, put a Abby, thing et cetera, et cetera, yeah, et cetera, you're if gonna I just find put somebody. a thing on Facebook like I need a mermaid tail like I'd have one in five minutes give me yeah. your tail yeah, give me your tail <laughs> you will bring to me all the tails that's right that's back to the perf table yeah, that's what I was going for well, like I was I was Excellent. looking for antlers for Wasteland Weekend because I'm camping with the Dead Enders and like we're a tribe in the inner city so like all of our stuff has to be like in character we have to participate in blah 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 and my character is going to be like post-apocalyptic witch slash shaman whatever oh, I like you it. know I like it I've been dying to go to Wasteland but it's always been yeah I don't I don't desert so well I don't yeah. dirt yeah. I don't yeah. dirt yeah. And, and camping yeah. to me I'm more of a glamper sure this sure, is sure, secret sure. to getting through dirt and camping and, and all of that wipeies Wipeys. Just oh, tons yeah. of wipeys. You go to Costco and you buy the giant yes. thing of wipeys yes. and they, they come at like 200 a pack and yeah. there's 12 oh. packs in a box. That's literally for like $20. what I'm bringing with me. Like, yeah, yeah. that's literally yeah, yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, bringing yeah. I did burn for a while, but I burned back when it was on a beach and it was mm. not, that was like, it started on a beach. Yeah. So. Right, Just right. like a Costco tub of sunblock, Costco tub of wipeys. Like, it was I'm on ready. a beach. It was. <laughs> and stormtroopers were white. I know, yes, I'm going to say that joke every podcast. It cost $5 million. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But like, one of the things that I wanted for my character because I had this big black cloak made for one of the costumes I have like a skirt I'm having a bra studded um, but I wanted antlers because like you know in the apocalypse like you're not going to have a lot of things to make weapons out of anymore so you're going to go back to like natural things bones carcasses stuff like that yeah but you know I'm a vegan so I can't just go down to necromance and get like real antlers like I'll cry so I put a thing on Facebook you know like I need some antlers that are not made of real bones and blah 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 preferably lightweight da 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 and like in five minutes like 20 responses like call this person this person makes prosthetics da 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 do you know this person so like 
I feel like in our scene, like, anything you ask for, you can have. Like, with Mary and her wedding, you know, she was just like, hey, who does makeup? Who makes dresses? Who does photography? You know, it was pretty much like, Los Angeles goth scene, make wedding, you know? (laughs) And it just happened. (laughs) That's super cool. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Good. Time to plan. Time to plot and scheme. Yeah, but please don't have your event during Wasteland Weekend. No, I'm going to shift it. This is the problem I've been having is I pick these dates, and then somebody tells me once once it's too late, oh, by the way, this is happening. But but that's (laughs) Gerbit's Day. No, no, no. The last one, the most most dismal and sad uh, Lost Angels I did on Father's Day. Oh. Um, Because... I'm that was Galley Weekend. I'm not really into my sperm donor, so I <laughs> don't really register the day. And I thought, oh, goths don't give a shit. But uh, it was Turns really, out, really yeah. quiet. So um, I drank myself silly. That works. I, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had all the... What oh, no, that? that was my last event. Oh, that was... Well, that's because... You had all the champagne. Two days before my last Lost Angels, I was um, I was terminated early. Yeah. From, from a job that I, you know, really loved. So... Mm. Yeah, so I had uh, yeah I drank all you the drank champagne all the champagnes. and made out out with half my guests. So hell yeah, <laughs> that's respectable. I, I, I salute you, boys yeah. and girls. So yeah. I'm, I'm an equal opportunity chick. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm single right now, and I'm kind of in a place where I I am collecting, you know, ah. like trying trying to fill my stable and everything. So yeah, the world's more fun uh, through. Uh, Bifurcated lenses, I guess you would say. (laughs) I do have a lot of friends who are like married or they're partnered in some way, and they're telling me like, "You have to like do this so I can live vicariously through you." And I was like, "I'm already on it." Yeah, yeah. You know, by all means. Yeah, Yeah, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Last night was fun. I was meeting all kinds. I was making all kinds of new friends. There was this. there was this little collective of people, a couple of men and a couple of women, at least I assume they identified that way, and mm-hmm. they were kind of all together. And there was this one strikingly very tall woman who I found out her name was Ivy, and I thought that was kind of ironic, you know, really, really tall Ivy, like creepy yeah. people walking everything. Anyway, but, um, but she was really just uh, unusually tall, and that was like, oh, wow, you know, just draws your attention and she was with one of her friends was this really really short very punky looking girl with tattoos and shaved side head and you know it looked like what was a mohawk that had been braided back or whatever in a little leather jacket and um and there was a new bartender out on this is at necro last night and Mm -hmm. and i was just in a real fun flirty gregarious just kind of like hey how's it going and and just having a good time and i was just like I feel confident and happy, and I just want to meet people and say hello. Yeah. And can we can we talk about the lampshade at Disco Necro? Did you see like the person who's head to toe and just like lace, like you yeah. couldn't yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was who they were. I don't know that per- that person's name. Yeah, but they are frequently wearing a long lace veil. Yeah, well, because they were at a uh, Helter Skelter, and I saw them, and that's you know why I put up the thing like, oh, if I ever don't know what to wear, someone remind me that lampshade is an option, <laughs> you know? Because like I, I just, you know, I go out to dance, and I was like, how can you dance when you're like head to toe cover? But they fucking did it. Oh, like yeah, they yeah. could dance. They were up oh, on yeah, the yeah, stage yeah, and yeah. like Since everything. You are too young to remember that was a thing back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> The head to toe lace, yeah, yeah the yeah, full the, lace veil, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, I've I've been clubbing for ten years because I was getting into 
clubs when I shouldn't have you been. You were. You were. You know. Thank you, Art, thank you, art shows. Yeah. yeah. Nobody checks uh, the ID of the artist. No, nope, no, nope, because we get there at 730. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, you know, you're talking about, like, how people don't dress up anymore. Like, somebody did. Like, head-to-toe lace. You couldn't yeah. see, like, their hands but or anything. But we also know that having, right, yeah. having seen <laughs> yeah. that person before... They're always wearing like head to toe velvet as well underneath that, and Holy a big shit. elaborate hat, like velvet hat. And and this is a person who is also very very large, mm-hmm. so I can only imagine that this is like costume as oven, yeah. and especially on a. And it wasn't. It was better. It was. It wasn't as hot out last night as I was expecting it to no, be. No, but it, it was cooled still off pretty quite bad. A bit. Um, but it was pretty much the same inside as out. But it yeah. wasn't. And it was kind of good that LOJ was last night so it wasn't as crowded so it wasn't as hot inside mm-hmm. um, but it was doable it was still pretty bad like I said my goal last night was how to wear not clothing yeah yeah mine too, <laughs> mine too. You know? but then the, the, the punky girl got up and was just like ta- just did a little whisper to the bartender and she's like and just kind of nodded she gets up starts dancing on the bar outside I'm like that has never happened here before. Oh my god! There was somebody dancing on the table in the industrial room, like yeah, full on yeah. stomping, like on you know the tables on the you side. You will see me, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, and I'm like, hey, and I went up buying her a shot of Jameson and talking to her and all Is her friends. Is that not a and... thing anymore? Because back in the day, I mean, you wanted to be seen. You yeah. tried to get on one of those boxes or on the bar or something. People still get on the boxes, like at um, all the clubs that Christian does. Yeah, Christian provide, is good at providing boxes for yeah. dancing. Like I'm usually up there but generally if I'm getting on a box it's not to be seen it's because I really fucking like this song or there's not enough space on the dance floor yeah 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 I can see I can see that and also pervs can't crowd you on the box yes. when you're up on the box when yes. you're three, well, three and feet it's, up it's off easier the ground. to kick them in the face yeah. when yeah, I'm on exactly. the box oh, like I've done that curves now oh, on the dance yeah. Floor? Really? oh yeah um yeah. it's once at least for me I only notice it once in a blue moon yeah. but that's because yeah. I also have a reputation for being like a stone cold bitch and people are like no no she will punch you yeah, yeah. which I have done before like the dude last night you were yeah. you were I saw your thing on Facebook this morning and I'm yeah. just like the struggle is real because there was some guy at the end of the night was just like eyes in boobs. Yeah, it was like Pretty. fucking like like some Looney Tunes thing, and he was like, "Oh, honey, that's nice." And I was like, "Get the fuck away from me! Like, this is not for you. This is not about you. Who the fuck do you think you are that you can just comment on my body?" And I was like, up in his face, and I was just like, "Get the fuck away! Get the fuck away! Get the fuck away!" And I was literally about to throw a punch, and I saw Justin, so I just walked over to him. I was like. I don't want to start something at the end of the night, like, you know, I'm waiting for my ride home and everything. But that was the only person who harassed me last night. And I was literally wearing, like, a bra and, like, a cut-up tank top, which was mostly not there. Because, again, like, it was hot Hot. as balls. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, I thought that most guys were smart enough to be afraid of goth girls. Most of them we are. Will, we will, well, but see, we're going to eat your face off. We've been yeah. cycling in a, a new crowd. There's a lot of younger, you know, baby goths now, and and um. But it's never them. Like, true. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I noticed but there's a lot of hipsters. Yeah, it's, it's always the, the little lost hipster guys wait, 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 who don't get it. Oh hell yeah! Oh, so the tourists. They're every. Yeah, really? Oh no, no. But this is beyond tourists. This is full on. Like, so like flannel beard man bun hipster at, at yeah, I, clubs. Yeah, I've had a couple come into Lost Angels, and I'm just like, why are you why here? Why are you here? Because they'll go in and infect anywhere. They'll they're they're I just mean, they feel that 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 
there's no such thing as a scene. They will go in and just just infiltrate anywhere, anytime, any place, anywhere, and see, like, and not participate. Like I don't mind them so long as they're well behaved. Right. Like if they're not harassing people, if they're not running into me on the dance floor, like by all means, that is more money for Christian or whoever sure, is sure. throwing yeah, that club. Yeah. Like right on. But fucking behave yourself. Because you know? we know they're not going to be there. They're not going to be on the get on the list. They're not yeah. going to be. In the pay- they're paying the full twenty bucks or whatever to get in. Yeah. They're buying full price drinks. They because yeah, they never yeah. show up before eleven thirty or midnight, whatever. So yeah. so from that perspective, it's like okay, that's more money for Christian. Great, that's more money yeah. for the proprietor for yeah. the for the promoter. Fine, but as long as you said, as long as they come in and 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 shit on everything off in their corner with their friends, fine. I don't so, even so when see they them. Go in and start, you know. You know, trying to... Yeah. I didn't even see them, like, shitting on things. They just seem very touristy about it. Like, oh my god, you guys! We're, like, so weird, and everybody, like, we're so edgy right now. Oh my god. You know, they just, they do that. It's it's very much like, you know, they're playing super happy, fun, weird time. It's It's like, that's cool, just don't run into me on the dance floor, and don't be a creeper. (laughs) That is why we charge an asshole tax. <laughs> if you would like to come and be an asshole, you will pay for it. Cool. cool. Yeah. You can't, yeah. Can't be bothered to at least try. Right. And you need to do the lumberjack right. thing. We will charge you for it. Right. Right. I don't get the lumberjack hipster look. Lumberjack Skellington. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that was like everybody in Portland, Oregon. When I yeah. lived up there, it was yeah. like lumberjack chic, yeah, we came and then up it just a, started filtering we came down. Up with a game like, no. We, we would go up visit a friend of ours who lives up in Boulder Creek above Santa Cruz, up in the Redwoods, and we'll go and have breakfast at the little restaurant in town, uh, and we get to play. And now it's time to play Lumberjack or Hipster! <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And it's always Hipster. But, I'm tired um, of the beard thing too well, like uh, somewhere that is giant over and I can't wait. the yeah. giant rhododendron beard and the man bun oh, I okay oh I I like the man I bun I like the man bun yeah I don't have a problem with it I don't know why I like dudes with long hair so yeah. I'm like yes yeah. please continue like yeah. grow your hair out do yeah. more of that But I mean if you're going to you know my whole thing was my whole thing cuz having long hair and the long long ago back in the 1900s <laughs> it was a thing where if you have if you have hair, you don't try to put your hair in a ponytail. If you're going to try, you do it on your own in front of a mirror, and if you can do it, you can do it, and if you can't, you don't do it. And that was the whole thing. But Most you know, of the guy friends I know with long hair, like, they're putting it in a ponytail for the same reason girls are putting their hair in a ponytail. To get it up off their neck. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I used to do the same thing. I used to wear these big lace scrunchy things, or not lace, uh, uh, velvet scrunchies. Oh, stop flirting with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> used to have hair down in the middle stop, of my back. Stop, stop. Damn. <laughs> oh. I've always been a bit of a girl. I mean, uh, what did Chris call me? Heteroflexible? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always been... I mean, when I was a little kid, I got made fun of for sitting cross-legged or talking with my hands, or my hands were just kind of naturally kind of T-Rex. Kind of <laughs> um, and that's just kind of always been a thing, and now I've kind of embraced it, and I'm just like... Why does having long hair make you a girl? Well, no, no, yeah. well, I mean, lace scrunchies. Yeah, or not, I'm not lace, uh, uh, velvet rough. scrunchies. That's so right. popish. I like that. Right. Yeah. But back in 1994, <laughs> it wasn't. The guy, if you were going to, if you were a guy and you had long hair and you were going to put, you had a, a you know, a... a one of the, the guy I dated would would do the the like total. Oh yeah, I did the I did ribbon. the yeah I did the the uh, revolutionary to, war thing with the 
Sometimes I would have somebody braid it and then and then put the little tie yeah, the little it was tie over at the with end. when he would do that. That yeah. there would be sex. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I can show you pictures. It's, it's, uh, um, yeah. But I cut it off to go to a bank job interview that I never got. So, Aww. fuck the man. You but should grow it out again. I am. I have been. Actually, I did trim it back a little bit because it was getting a little unruly and mm. the thing with it. But um, yeah, yeah. There's always that like awkward stage, like when you're growing it out, where it's just like terrible and you can't do anything with it. Yes. And it lasts for like three weeks. So you just have to write it out. Yeah. It for me, it's longer than that because not only do I, it, I have the wave thing. I have natural yeah. wave in my hair. When my hair gets to a certain length, we're talking like Shirley Temple ringlets naturally. Wow, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. My hair my is hair don't hate just... hate me because my hair is nice. It's just flat. Yeah. I, but see, that's what flat. I want. Like, my yeah, hair is naturally wavy, hair. too. Grass is always greener. It's yeah. the, always, uh, the old adage <laughs> yeah. you always want with, with somebody else. Yeah. 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 Like, obviously, I, I wouldn't go out with my hair like this. I need to straighten it and do all the things yeah. to it. Yeah. But... Once I do, it'll last for like three days. Yeah. I don't have to worry yeah. about it. Yeah, fuck with so. it. My yeah. problem is I have to wash my hair every day. I have to. I have to. I have to. I, have to. I can't. I can't do the thing where I let it go for a day or two days or whatever. I and just put some product in it and then do it. I no. Have you tried like dry shampoo, like spray on dry shampoo? No. Oh, that stuff is awesome. No. Yeah, it's yeah. like the best. I was <laughs> anti the whole thing because I thought, oh, you're lazy. And then one day I really, really needed it because I just didn't have time and I tried it. And I was like, oh, this, yeah. this is going to change my life. Yeah. I didn't try dry shampoo until I worked for um, a hair products company that, like, as soon as I got there, they're like, so what free stuff do you want? Here's a bag of, like, everything. And so I just, like, got to try it out for free, and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a thing where I have to shower every day, and I have to wash my hair every day. You can shower and, like, put your hair up. But, but I don't have to worry about a style. I just towel dry it and brush it back and let it do whatever it's going to do. So yeah. it's... Yeah. So, there's all the other other things that go along with washing your hair, and all the effort behind that doesn't <laughs> apply to me. So, I yeah. mean, for whatever. Well, the other so. thing for me too is like you know, the less I wash it, the slower it fades. Like yeah, this the is the color this is two in. months yeah. worth of fade, and I just didn't have time to go. Sit it's looking a little stuff. less um, grape Kool Aid and a little more Powerade right now. Powerade yeah. Zero. Right now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I'm making an appointment to get it done like this week because I have a bunch of interviews scheduled, so my hair's got to be on point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, one thing I've always noticed about you is your nails. You always have these wonderful, long, pointy, sparkly nails. Yeah, it's the it's the one thing that I do for myself. Uh, well, it's a it's a combination of things. I worked in in the enter- the food industry for so long in between, you know, creative gigs. Um, you were never allowed to have anything. Right. I could never have tattoos. I couldn't have piercings. I couldn't have hair color. I couldn't have nails. Um, and now that I'm at a Mater D level, um, I don't touch food really. Right. So, I mean, so this is a health code violation. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. No, you, you, your nails have to be really short because I'll tell you right now Bacteria. that if I, were to, if I were to run plates and my nail got into the food. Or, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah it's, that it's makes a, sense. It's I was like thinking violation. about it. I was like, but waiters don't touch the. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's, it's still, you have to. Yeah it's, yeah. it's it's kind of dumb. I mean, you can. Technically, I could run the food and not touch the food, but I don't really touch food at this point. So. Um, yeah, so that's this is what I do to make me feel like a girl. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many of those things. Like people don't understand the effect that one's presentation has over how they feel. You know, like it's always dismissed as like, oh, that's superficial and blah blah blah. You're vain, but it's like 
you know, this is what makes me feel powerful. This is what makes me feel pretty. This sure. is what makes me feel, you know, whatever it is I want to feel. Like, it's not just clothing. It's it's costume, mm-hmm. almost. You know, the way you present yourself really affects, like, how you feel about yourself. And that's not a small thing. My mom explained something to me when I was really young because I was, you know, socialized to be a dumb white kid. You know, one poor, dumb white boy. Um, but... And I, I saw a picture of a plus-size woman wearing lingerie. And I was like... And it was on... I don't know if it was on TV or in a magazine or what. And, and I was like, why would... And, and forgive me, I was a dumb kid. Mm-hmm. Why would a big fat lady wear sexy underwear? And my mom said, that's not necessarily for anybody else. I said, because who's going to see it? You know, a horrible yeah. thing to say. But... She's like, but it's not necessarily for anybody else. Maybe she just wants to feel pretty. And that stuck with yeah. me and went, oh, things we do for ourselves are sometimes just for ourselves. Yeah. Well, like, this idea that, you know, women are, you know, these, like, objects on display for, you know, men's pleasure just needs to fucking go. Yeah. Like, that was the thing with the creeper last night. Like, he thought that I was wearing a bra and, like, not a whole lot of tank top for him and it's like no motherfucker it's a million degrees outside like this is not for you this is for me and you know like people just don't seem to understand that like not everything is about dudes and not everything is like for your boner right right I'm, I'm hoping that um as more enlightened attitudes happen are continuing to happen are continuing to pervade mainstream culture that focus it's fantastic that there's positive focus on gay people it's fantastic that there's positive focus on trans people it's and we're just barely starting to kind of push the the notion of asexuality or uh, gender neutrality that kind of thing Mm -hmm. I'm also hoping that some of that positivity will also come back on women in general because yeah. women throughout the world, even in America and everywhere, still are, you know, settings on super hard mode. You yeah. know, it's, it's... Well, we're two women here. Exactly. We know. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm just saying that I am hoping that's going to happen as well. That along this tide of positivity that's been happening, yeah. that women also get some benefit yeah. of that as well. Well, it's... Okay. It's a really interesting time to be a feminist because, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. having another resurgence, like, in popular culture. Like, what with Beyonce doing her performance at the VMA is a big feminist in the background, and yeah. then, like, Jay-Z comes out holding their kid, you know? Right, right. So you have things like that. Like, I'm seeing a lot of uh, feminist ideals leak into the mainstream. Like, people will call out slut-shaming on TV shows yes. or things like that. But you also have these politicians who are like, defund Planned Parenthood and no birth control and blah, blah, blah. And the whole Trump-Rosie O'Donnell thing again for the millionth time. And and even the Megyn Kelly thing. And, like, this is why I hate Donald Trump even more. Because now I have to defend Megyn Kelly. And she's not a nice person. She's (laughs) she's terrible. But you know what? She doesn't deserve to deal with his sexism. And, like, you know, when she calls him out, like, so you've said some kind of stupid stuff. He, like, answered her sexism with sexism and asked if she was with on her period. sexism turned up to 11. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. you know, she's doing her job. She's being a journalist. And now I have to defend shitty person Megyn Kelly because shitty person Donald Trump went after her. You know her. it's bad when somebody on Fox News is going, uh, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of shocked when I watched that whole exchange. I was, I couldn't believe, A, she was asking that question. I was like, thank you. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Exactly, Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was the first time I actually had an ounce of respect for her. Yeah. Um, well, it was the first time she was actually response, being a journalist. Yeah, yeah but his yeah. response and the way that a lot of other people, including women, and I was so shocked by all the women who um, jumped on, on Tr- Donald Trump's side and said... Internalized sexism is a hell of a drug. If you're socialized in a culture that hates women, was, of course you're going to have to unlearn some of those behaviors. It blew my mind. I mean, yeah. just the number of women who, who didn't even see the whole exchange and all the levels of what the fuck that happened. And yeah. that was what was really scary to me because I really didn't think there were that many women who were so brainwashed that they didn't understand. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what I was, was talking about. That was very mm-hmm. frightening for me to realize how many women didn't understand what we just said. That, yeah. that, that she asked what I thought was a legitimate question. Yeah. And he basically basically told her that, you know, her question was bullshit and she doesn't he doesn't have time for this and yeah. and the thing that really blew my mind that nobody talked about is Calling disrespect being PC or mm-hmm. you know being not PC, uh, being respectful to people is not is not PC. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's not. Well, there was a meme going around where somebody set like their Google um, Chrome to change a PC to treating people with respect, and just posted like a bunch of articles that were like you know are we treating people with respect too much or the dangers of treating people with respect? Like when you put it in context like that visually, it just really hits home. You know? Yeah. Mary put something about that on Facebook. I put something about that on Facebook as well. Yeah. Even before those articles and stuff came out. Yeah. It's just, it's the, the term political correctness needs to die in a fire. It needs to go away because it's not a thing. It's, it's not people, people, there's been a tendency in the last probably 10 years to take a factual term and term for something and turn it into this ugly thing. Dude, Feminism, the fucking Republicans calling like social security an entitlement. Like yeah. it's not an entitlement. You paid into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You pay into this, but you're not entitled to get anything out of it. No, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, um, and then the whole thing, the other the other part of that is all the people that think that if you are feminist, that you hate men. Oh my god. It's so dumb. Like, it's so and, fucking and it's, dumb. And it's just like, don't you understand that I want more from you, and that is actually a respect? Yeah. That like, is a level of respect that I want you to be more than you are. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't just see you as some base animal who's, like, completely incapable of controlling, you know, their behavior or their emotions or what they say, blah, blah, blah. You know? Like, I'm not going to make excuses for you, like, as a feminist. I, I have a friend uh, who's a woman, and she is a very staunchly not a feminist. But she is so amazingly cool and groovy on so many other levels and I am being vague um, it's astounding how amazingly cool and groovy she is on these other levels in these other areas with these other attitudes but yet she is staunchly labels herself not a feminist and I'm just like yeah because there's a certain level of programming that exists for people and that level of understanding of getting getting out of that it's a, it's a hard thing and it's a, yeah. it's a my I have I have a friend actually that's a, a person of color mm-hmm. 
who, if you didn't ever meet them, would think they were white. Uh, internalized racism yeah, is also exactly. a hell of a drug. Yeah, it's the same thing. And, and every time um, this person posts something, I'm just like, do you know what color you are? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you not even... Why in, are you yeah. punching yourself why in the face? Why are you not face? into your own self? And that's yeah. what I want to say to women is, why do you not care about your own gender and your own self-interest and, and having the freedom to, to just be? Be. Mm-hmm. Just because that's be. what you're giving away by saying, just I'm not asking be. you to... You know, there are women out there that are, are, are man-haters. They exist. But there's such a small percentage. That'd be like saying all Christians are yeah. Westboro Baptist and church members. And if they hate men, I've found, well, talking to some of the women that I've met who do hate men, they've got some legit fucking reasons to oh, hate men. Oh, I have men. every reason to hate men, mm-hmm. and I don't. Yeah. 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 I, too, have every yeah. reason to hate men. I hate men. I fucking love <laughs> <laughs> I See, and that's the other thing about me is, is from a very young age, I, I've been thinking... In the last year or more, I've been doing a lot of introspection and a lot of retroactive retrospection as well of thinking about who I am and why and and where things came from in me and why I feel the way I do about certain things and thinking about even as a little boy, I didn't like other little boys. I didn't. I always thought they were mean and and too gruff and too yeah. you know crass and, well, and I think a lot of the problem isn't that you know these women hate men; they hate toxic masculinity like the version of masculinity that you know we're all accustomed to where it's like might makes right and i've got to dominate you with my fists and blah 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 i'm entitled to everything you know well and there's also the class of man who just expects you to just be subservient yeah yeah you know exactly i actually was in a job interview recently where the man straight up told me that i was i was too alpha to hire me what that the I, did, fuck? I didn't understand my place. He, he said, "Don't you, you have, just want to take a recorder like, in with you to interview?" You have too many opinions, and you're too. And I just, I just sat there going. So basically, you want a 22 year old girl who isn't going to argue with you or make your business better. You want a robot. You want. That is a, like you want 22 co- kinds of illegal as well. Like, you want a coffee shit. machine with legs. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was really strange. He's like, you have too many opinions and all this other stuff. And he's like, this is why I never inter- interview older women. You have baggage, and I was like, it's not baggage. You're not a doormat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just said yeah. it's, it's called experience. I'm not a negative, horrible, you know, sour person. Mm-hmm. I just have opinions, and yeah. some of the things that you have said are not correct. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to say something. Yeah. And like, I said, if you don't want someone like that working for you, I totally understand that. We can stop this interview now. Yeah. But you should be more clear, and you're in your, you know, post that you would like to have a submissive woman. Just say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've dealt with a lot of like being, you know, in my 20s and everything, a lot of interviews where they'll warn me like, oh, so, you know, the environment is a lot of guys and, you know, like we like to play around with each other and da da da. And can you handle that? And I'm like, what does this have to do with my job? And why is my gender an issue? You know, and like. I've worked for a lot of companies, like, as a graphic designer, and it's always, like, the tech companies that do that, you know? They're like, so, it's a bunch of guys here, and, you know, we like to, like, bust each other's balls, and, you know, we get work done, but we still, like, we like to play hard and have fun, and, like, are you gonna be okay with that? And it's like, what does this have to do with the job? Like, oh my god, Fuck, and it's just it's programmers. It's fucking yeah. programmers. Yeah, I work with programmers. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny though. I've noticed lately, conversations stop around me now, oh. because oh, I'm the first person to stand up and say, 
Do we really need racism at 8.30 in the morning? Isn't it a little early? Can't you have another cup of coffee instead, please? Well, like, one thing I've got to say is, you know, I worked um, for Cracked.com, internet comedy website, and I was the only girl in the writer's room with eight comedy writers. And during the interview, not once did they ask me if I could handle it. Not once was my gender an issue. And the whole time I was there... They were really funny. There was a lot of horseplay. There was a lot of joking around, but it was never like sexist or racist or terrible in any sort of way. Like there was they ball were just busting, like, and there was fun and yeah. poking, making fun of each other and making yeah. jokes and th- throwing jokes across the room. Exactly, yeah, but, but without any like of the you know, yeah, the exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like it it can be done. And again, like these are these are comedy writers, but the fact that like they're comedy writers, you know, did not affect like their ability to be decent people you know like I have nothing but nice things to say about every single one of the guys that cracked cool. they're all amazing cool. <laughs> yeah I'm going to be hitting the, the interview trail here pretty soon as well because I've been putting my resume out because I can't stand being where I am because they're getting ready to move from Moore Park to Agora so that's going to add another 30 minutes to my commute so I'm like no thanks so but I need to uh, yeah but yeah, it was during my interview. There was that they were asking me those same questions. Oh, like, really? Yeah, they were. They were asking me those same questions. Like, we got a pretty fast and loose environment here, and we're we're pretty free with language and blah blah blah. Is that going to offend you? And I actually was hired because I said, "Oh fuck no!" in the interview. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a rule about that. If I can't say fuck, I won't work for you. Right. Yeah. Right. I just right. can't. Right. I'm, I just I'm not. You can't have your children around me. I'm really just not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was yeah. my ex-wife yeah. and I. I've told this before. My ex-wife and I were like, okay, we're about to have a child. We curse like sailors. That's not likely to change. So it probably would be horribly hypocritical of us and bad parenty of us to impose language restrictions on our child when we're not going to follow that shit. So a month before kindergarten, we sat down, we got out a whiteboard, we got out a dictionary, and we said, okay, let's start with every dirty word you've ever heard. Let's write it out. And then, and then we did all, we started with all the shit, because fun, come on, blah, blah, and then worked into, okay, well now, what does this mean from a, um, a, a what's the scientific terminology for this, and then mm-hmm. what's the slang terminology for this, and, and what are all these different definitions, and then taught him time, manner, and place. And now he curses about the same average level as everybody else, doesn't do it in front of his grandparents, doesn't do it at school, has never been busted, never been busted in front of a friend's parents. Mm-hmm. He knows the proper time, manner, that's and places awesome. and usage for those words. That's, yeah. That's completely awesome. You should all be doing this with your kids. We're yeah. giving him, we, we, <laughs> our whole, I was just having this conversation at work the other day, our whole thing, our whole bag with Trevor was, we give him choices. We give him all the different options and say, here's potential consequences for each of the options and the choice is up to you. And he's, pretty much makes the right decision most of the time and we rarely have to what I call yank the leash we rarely have to do that and he really the, his Trevor's biggest crime is a, occasional obliviousness oh I forgot to sweep under the couch or that kind of thing it's never oh I drank bleach oh I broke the couch or oh I, oh I shaved the cat again you know it's never it's never one of those things and he's we, we turned him into an autonomous thinking, critical thinking person. And wow. that's what we tried to do with Thank it. you. On behalf of society, you're I'd entirely like to welcome. Yeah. We didn't send another sperm gun into the world. So, plenty <laughs> of those sperm out gun. there. We don't need any more. <laughs> they all go into IT. Um, anyway. <laughs> or sports. Yeah, or yeah. sports. 
<laughs> I feel like, yeah, the, the programmer is the, like, jock who is never yes. good at sports. Yes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, they're the, they're the, that, that's a thing now. There's, it's the, it's the jocks versus the nerds, but everybody's technical. Everybody's a techie, mm-hmm. but then there's still the jock, the frat boys. Mm-hmm. I work in a total frat house. That's yeah. where I work. All the way up to the guy under the bo- the director of our silo. Everybody yeah. up to him, they're all, you know, loud, huge, gross belches in people's ears, fucking... Well, I, just... I belch never in people's ears. Right, right, right. But <laughs> I mean, the whole thing of we're in the middle of a call and the, the you know, our director will just do a rock in the middle of the, you know, and it's just... Ew. It's just and yeah, the whole oh you're gay, oh you oh I put my dick in your mouth, or uh, eh, I fucked your mom, or you know it's just yeah. that whole thing. Well, like that was one of the things that I liked about Ex Machina is the villain was just like the perfect programmer, yeah. in that he gave me douche yeah. shit. Yeah. That was... He was really good. that was a powerful performance. Like his, he's amazing. Well, he was good in the most violent year. Which, I never yeah. saw that. It was nominated for a, an Oscar and other yeah. awards. So I mean, he's yeah. phenomenal. But X, yeah, that X was a Machina great. Was... That was a great movie. It was probably one of the best movies I've seen in yeah. a long time. It was Ex Machina, or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that was great. one of the best. The most violent year is also a great film, but it's an it's a smaller film. Yeah. Well, like you knew that he was just going to be like the douchiest programmer ever in that movie because like his first line of dialogue was bro yeah 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 i think brendan brought that up on the podcast yeah. when he was on but yeah yeah, yeah we were talking about ex machina head we just we had just all seen it and then yeah. we were talking about it yeah. yeah yeah thankfully the food industry the hospitality industry everyone's a giant perv and that's part of why i love it nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like perps i would love to work in an environment full of pervs not douches. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, because you're in the middle of getting slammed, and somebody will walk by you and go, oh my god, table 23, and you walk by, and somebody's boobs are hanging out of their dress, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Would you so, like yes, more, we are talking like, about you. Would you like more butter? <laughs> I think I have enough butter, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there was one night um, when I was working at my previous uh, place where there are at least five, like, stone-cold boxes on the floor, and and, and just watching the boys walking up and down the restaurant was hilarious because the look on their face was... Like, try and keep it together, I, I, try and keep it together. <laughs> hide Boner, hide Boner. Put down a tray in front of Boner. Hide, hide it, hide it. Like, At least you hope by the time somebody's working in a restaurant they have Boner control to a degree, hopefully. Oh, dude. So speaking of Kickstarters and Boners, <laughs> two great tastes that Wait, taste great Kickstarter together. Kickstarter or Kickstand? Sorry. Kickstarters <laughs> and Boners. Um, yeah, there is a Kickstarter currently... To get a line of underwear out there for dudes that'll hide your boner. Nice. Like it has like I some sort of that. panel boner or bra, something. Yeah. Boner block. Boner block. Boner block. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't know how it works, but it's it's out there in the world, and you can go fund it. Like I, I guess there's a need for this. Like I don't know. <laughs> wow. No comment. I'm wow. Just <laughs> Pretty much since I stopped had this, pretty, pretty much from the time I stopped having to get up to do math problems in front of other people at the board, I've had no, no problem with boner control. So this is a thing that dudes can control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, like, we'd be seeing a lot more of them. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, there'd be a lot more. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Just like I, I meet so many dudes who act like their boner is like this medical condition, and it's women's like job to solve it. Like they'll die if you know a woman does not handle this like boner because wow, that sounds you know, like junior thing. high school to me 
I remember the first time someone laid that on me and I actually laughed at him. I was like, mm-hmm. really? No, mm-hmm. not my problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, like, because I'm uh, still in my 20s, when, like, when you, you don't know. understand, it's painful, it hurts you. Why do I sound like Lewis from, from, from <laughs> Ghostbusters? <laughs> All I gotta say is it gets better. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm really looking forward to my Dirty 30. Like, just totally, yeah. Yep. Because, you know, women reach their sexual peak at 30, like... I'm just, I'm so all about Danny, it. Danny's, I'm ready for Danny's it. Danny's 33. She'll be 35 in a couple of years. And yeah. I might die. I might die. <laughs> You'll die Lucky a hero. I'll die a hero. I'll die saluting. <laughs> Talking about boner control. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, like, my theory is the whole like uh, biological clock thing was created as a polite way or like a way for the patriarchy to deal with you know women reaching their sexual peak it's like no 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 you don't want sex you want a baby and it's like uh no i never want a baby fuck children i hate children like i just want to bang like right now yep. Yep. <laughs> um i'm uh, sad to say that at, at uh, my age 44 i still want to bang everything you so, should you um, totally should yeah. hell yeah that was so, resounding I, I that, high fives all the way around. I'm going to go with, I think that when you're younger, you just don't really, you're still figuring out who you are and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then like at the end of your 20s, you start going, oh. This is who I, I get am. it. Absolutely. So, so that's like. why you can control everything else. And suddenly you're like, I'm going to fuck everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of what I've always said with, you know, in conversations about kind of the development, the, 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 the differences in between development between when men and women, like. Pretty much by the time a guy hits 18, for the most part, I mean, there's few exceptions, some guys who are gay or some guys who, who discover that they're really not not a guy, that kind of thing, they pretty much have it figured out and kind of sussed out what they like, what they don't like, what they're about, for the most part, by the time mm-hmm. they're about 18. Women, on the other hand, and having dated a lot of women and having gone to, like, uh, worked at a, a girls' school... Where and was having ages, known me since I was 19 and you hearing you 19, about my dating adventures. Women, <laughs> women go through several metamorphoses between 18 and, say, 28, yeah, late, they do. late 20s. Yeah. And, and almost, like, personality morphism kind of thing, almost to that degree of really figuring out who they are and and, whole, and a lot of women I know at the end of their 20s or in their early 30s have kind of retained little bit, picked out, cherry picked the little bits and pieces of all those yeah. stages and morphed it into this kind of ball of wibbly wobbly, tiny whiny mm-hmm. stuff as to how well, far like, as who they are. When I was, you know, 18, 19, 20 in the scene and like, you know, guys were all up on and everything, like, I just felt overwhelmed. Like, I didn't know what the fuck Avalanche to do. Avalanche of it. dicks. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is entirely too much. Like, what the fuck? And, you know, like. You like some dick? What if I just want a taco? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with tacos. Yeah. Sometimes I want a taco. I'm a taco fan. (laughs) Who's not? Yeah. But it it wasn't until I was like 25 that I started, you know, feeling truly confident. And I'm like, oh, oh, I am pretty. I do know how to dance. I am a great artist. Like, you know, all of these things. And now that I'm 28, it's like, I know exactly what I want. You know, is, and I'm not willing to deal with a lot of bullshit anymore. It, 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 does it? Does some of it? 
and instead of saying what I think, I'm going to ask a question. Uh, the opposite of mansplaining. Um, is it? Is it? Does it have to do with in a young woman's life? You spend so much time being told what's expected of you, or waiting for a litmus test from somebody else as far as your talents or positive attributes um, and then you get to a certain age where you're like no I know this about myself or I feel this about myself truly for for me it was a, a little bit of A and B like you know with my art it was being able to have a track record of success and like be a successful you know illustrator and graphic designer um, and you know the the other half was just sh- a shedding of fucks. Like I no longer a had shedding of fucks. <laughs> shedding of fucks will be playing the side stage at Wasteland Weekend. Yeah, I just I, I no longer had a lot of of fucks to give about certain things. You know, like um, especially when it came to body image, and that's one of the hardest things to unlearn, um, especially in this society, and especially living in Los Angeles. You know, because we're the center of the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So, like, that lens is hyper-focused. Mm. And it wasn't until I started thinking of my body as strong, as capable, and, you know, the fact that, like, I have all this weapons training. I know how to use a four-and-a-half-foot sword. I know how to use a bow. Like, I know Muay Thai and stuff like that. That I got away from the whole, like, oh, my God, I'm so fat. I'll never be skinny enough to being, like, yeah, I'm not skinny, but I can fucking kick your ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will beat you into the ground, yeah. you know? And I, I couldn't do that if I was, like, a size two, you know? Like, you just, you don't have muscle, um, usually, at, you know, a runway model size. That's so why it's I was a like, shift in thinking. That's why I was, like, doing pictures with you, is, is I would see a side of you that... I was. I felt like when I was behind the camera, I was privileged to see a side of you that you weren't going to show to everybody else. A mm-hmm. side of you that where you were really just going to be like, I feel strong and I feel pretty, I feel confident, and I'm going to mm-hmm. give this to the camera. But I'm not giving that to that guy over there. I'm not giving yeah. it to them over there. I'm not. And I'm doing this for me. And that's one of the things I always. Those moments where we would create art together in that mm-hmm. way, and there you would just shine. And that's what I always really liked about Aww. that. Well, thank you. <laughs> I had a very different experience. Um, I grew up in a highly conservative, very controlled environment, um, mm-hmm. and it was a weird, a weird mix of growing up with Princess Leia and being told that I could do anything I wanted to, but at the same time being told that there were all these expectations and things mm-hmm. that I was supposed to be. And I was mm-hmm. literally told by my parents what to think. On various subjects, I was not allowed to have an opinion. Oh. Girl, I and know that feel. I grew up Catholic. So. Yeah, okay, me too. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> so I didn't extract myself from all of that until my mid twenties. So my learning curve was very different. Mm-hmm. It took me until maybe thirty, yeah, to kind of fall away from that. And honestly, I'm still deprogramming even at this at this point. I'm it's still catching myself going. Holy shit! You've been doing this. I mean, body image is a big one. Yeah. Um, I was a pretty tiny girl for most of my life. I was a zero to a two. Is my metabolism was just crazy, and yeah. I was dancing and stuff like that. And there's nothing and wrong with I, that. Yeah, and and I have to catch myself and go, okay, you're not the little skinny, you know, size two anymore. It's all right. Uh, but I still have that struggle. Struggle. Mm-hmm. I still have to yeah. to catch myself and, and to allow yourself to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. the other thing yeah. is, I grew up on camera, so mm-hmm. I'm hyper hyper. I almost might. I actually think I might have dysmorphic 
you know, sure. whatever that is. I think I have sure. it to a degree. Yeah. Sure. Because what I see and what other people are relating to me that they see, I'm just like, I'm fucking blind. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no fucking way you think this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I, I know I'm you're right. going through it. Danny's going through it, like, with your weight loss and everything. Yeah. We, my Danny and I have been working out with a personal trainer and, and um, doing cardio and eating better and eating healthy and, and drinking more water and getting more sleep. And, uh, together we've lost uh, 109 pounds since January. Mm -hmm. Danny's going through a lot of dysmorphia issues and she's not seeing it. So lately what she's been doing is going back and looking at pictures from a year ago or pictures from last Christmas and reminding herself and looking at herself in the mirror and looking at herself in that way. Yes, you do look different. Yes. You, you, cause for a while, all the rest of us were seeing her go, you know, shrink down and be stronger and feel stronger and and be less tired and and mm-hmm. that kind of thing and and have more energy and confidence to go and do things and we're all seeing that and she's still just seeing herself as the way she was before. It's a lot of deprogramming. It's a lo- yeah. It's, it's yeah. really really hard. Uh, but it's helping and it's it's she's actually kind of turned a corner good. I think recently. That's so that's awesome. good. Good for you, girl. Totally awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, with me. For the first time, I think the first time I put 230 pounds on my driver's license was when I moved to California in 1997. <laughs> and this is the first time in a very long time I've been under that. That's awesome. Congratulations. And thank you. Thank you. And it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. Um, and I struggled there for a while with, with some plateaus and stuff, and I've kind of broken out of that, and I'm kind of on the downward, you know, slow downward slope again. But it's it's it really is a hard thing, and and I'm now I'm getting to the point where I'm tired of people asking me, "What's your secret? What are you doing?" What did it? And I'm <laughs> well because I'm they like, don't want to know. Like they no, just want the right. magic bullet. That's exactly true. They <laughs> want to hear that I've taken some magic pill yeah, or that I'm on science. some or mm-hmm. I'm on some cleanse. You know, NEWS nutrition, exercise, water, and sleep. Yeah, and yeah. not quitting, not yeah. giving up, yeah. doing this as a lifestyle change. That this is part of your everyday life for the rest of your life not quick fix. Yeah. Well, like, I want to give a shout-out to my trainer, Will McMichael, because, like, I was looking for a trainer for a long while, and, you know, I'd go to them and I'd be like, look, I don't want to slim down, I'm not trying to fit a certain size, I want to be physically strong, like, my legs are strong, but, you know, my Muay Thai teacher is telling me I need to work on, like, upper body strength and core strength, so this is about building muscle and, you know, all of that and da-da-da. And these trainers would turn around and be like, so I can help you lose two dress sizes in a month. I'm like, did you not just hear everything I said? And then when I found Will, he's like, oh, yeah, totally. My wife lifts weights and blah, blah, blah. And she's, like, strong as fuck and da-da-da, you know? And, like, he showed me a picture of his wife. And I was like, holy shit, I'm, like, so envious right now. Our, our personal <laughs> trainer is a human being. She's a mom. She's, she's in her <laughs> early 40s. Mm-hmm. And she isn't a, a stick insect you know she's not she doesn't have any augmentation she looks like a real human being yeah with softness you know real human features mm-hmm. all you know and and she's reasonable she doesn't she's yeah. not aggressive and abusive with us and she she helps us manage manage those times when we don't we get there and it's like I feel I feel physically weakened today I can't do what I would normally do, and she's like, "That's okay. We'll do this instead." Yeah. And yeah. she rolls with the punches, and roll, and and I don't know how she survives my 
endless bitching about how much I hate <laughs> working out, but uh, it's and, but it's working. We get results, yeah. and and that was the thing is I really wanted to find because I I put this thing out on there's this site called um, uh, oh what's it called? It's basically like a bulletin board online where you put in I want this in this area and. Um, you put a thing in there, and then several people who are members of that will hit you up and say, "Hey, this is my co- this is the price. This is what it is." And it's like a like a bulletin board kind of thing. Yeah. And I found her through that, but there were like a couple others at the same time who were charging more, and we're doing that quick fix thing, like yeah. work out with me for two months and you'll drop two sizes. And it's like, no, yeah. I don't want to. I want a, a, a real thing. Yeah. We got really lucky and found somebody who's in our area, and we go and work out at the park twice. A week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, like I can't say enough good yeah. things about Kelly him. Kelly Saba is my trainer, he's yeah. He's super body positive. He, you know, listened to me when I said what my goals were. You know, he's like, he doesn't yell, like, he'll push you, yes. but he doesn't yell. Yes. Um, and, you know, like, he Come on, he you can do five more. Come on, you can do five more. Yeah, not stuff like that. Or, like, yeah. the first time we were working with maces, he handed me, like, a 15-pound mace, and I was like, what? Uh, 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 you know, but he's like, you got it, you got it, don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like, <laughs> I like how this once again became workout talk. Hey, you know what? It's, it's all, it is a podcast about everything. Yeah. Um, real quick, before we wrap up, I want to talk about um, things we've seen or things we're, we're looking forward to yeah. recently. Anything that you've seen or or, uh, uh, or consumed uh, from a pop culture or whatever kind of thing um, that that's, you, you, is notable to you that uh, you want to share, recommend, anything like that? Um, most of my culture experiences lately have been food based. Um, Good. I finally got I to like eat. food. Yeah, I finally <laughs> got to eat at uh, Mod, which is uh, Curtis Stone's um, restaurant. It's considered one of the top forty restaurants in the world. Um, it has twenty five seats. It's a, a supper club style, and each month he has like a theme. And this theme was figs. It was nine mm. courses plus um, um, uh, uh, a bunch of amuse bouche, which are small bites. Mm-hmm. Um, it was unbelievable, and I work for Name Chef, so I'm already I'm really hard to impress. I mean, I'd say I'd say three dishes in, I was kind of I was like not bored, but I wasn't impressed. And then came the dish where I was like, oh, is he in the kitchen? Because we need to have sex right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's one of the things that's been fun for me, moving out of basic restaurants and into the actual food scene with Name Chefs, is getting to experience these. Um, this food and this wine that changes your life and a lot of my friends don't understand because I spent a lot of money on it they don't understand oh I that. totally understand but, the whole thing um, of spending money on a good meal yeah, oh, yeah. but there the are people that don't but it. mod at Curtis, uh, Curtis Stone's mod is um, totally worth it it's unbelievable it's the first time in a while since I've had a meal that did that for me outside of chefs I work for mm-hmm. so yeah, that was pretty awesome and then I'm living for Star Wars yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, 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 yeah. We're all for Star Wars. <laughs> Saw the picture of of, uh, of Luke Skywalker first shot mm-hmm. with Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh my God! And Disney released the official poster, and Drew Struzan like illustrated it. Like yeah. they brought him out for yeah. it. Oh my God! Oh, Amazing. and they're talking about doing Star Wars uh, areas at Disneyland and Disney yeah, World. Yeah, there's going to be a Star Wars land. Nice. Yeah. Well, they've been talking about that for I was ever since I've been working there. I was working for the Mouse in '92, and they were mm-hmm. talking about that then. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, but now it's finally happening. Now it's now real. It's now it's a thing. It's and now I can live there. <laughs> it's no longer in a galaxy far, far away. Well, they need to get cracking, so I'm not 50 by the time it opens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then now if Disney, now if only Disney didn't charge 100 dollars to get in, then we'd be all set. But yeah, you know, don't get me started on yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, oh, things that I have discovered are super cruel. Um, there's a comic out called Sex Criminals. Yes. And we talked about Sex Criminals did we talk before. About sex we did, criminals? yes. Okay, well, I finally We talked read about it. it with, I don't remember who it was. But um, yes, we was about it sex Mondo? Because he lent it to me. Yes, we I, talked about it with Mondo. Yeah, yes. I read and I it. I think it's super Ash good. and I mentioned Sex Criminals probably in one of the first few episodes. Yeah, okay. Um, so we all know about Sex Criminals. Um, I just caught up on Saga, mm-hmm, which is another mm-hmm, really amazing mm-hmm. comic. It's uh, Brian K. Vaughn, yes. I think. But, um, I think, I don't know. Yeah, the, the premise is it's like a sci-fi action story. Um, these two worlds, one that's like super technology and like people have wings, like all kind of wings from like eagle wings to like dragonfly wings to like butterfly wings. They're fighting these people on the moon of their planet who all have horns like antlers or like ram's horns or like goat horns like and the horn people can use magic so it's like technology versus magic and they're fighting and they're fighting this war that has been going on forever and this girl from the wing sounds planet cool. I'm in. sounds awesome yeah i'm in i think i've been to that ball but i'm in <laughs> meanwhile at loj <laughs> like that yeah um, but this girl who's in the army, um, and she, you know, has dragonfly wings, falls in love with this prisoner of war who has ram's horns, and they run away, fall in love, have a kid, and now everybody's after them because this kid is just, like, a terrible abomination, and how could they even... And horns blah, blah, blah. and wings? Yeah. Rad. Yeah. Their kid has horns and wings. Nice. <laughs> nice. That sounds awesome. It's so good. There's, uh, five, um, graphic novels out right now. Cool. Pick it up. Check it out. Cool. Um, I, as I said, I've been I've been seeking out creative creative things to occupy my time um, because you know I don't want to work for the man anymore. Eventually, um, so uh, I, one of the other podcasts I listen to is the Smartest Man in the World with Greg Proops, and we went and, uh, went to a taping at uh, Nerd Melt on Wednesday. Brad. He he does uh, one show a month there, and he does the podcast all over the world. He's uh, heading this to uh, Scotland to the uh, Fringe Festival next week. Um, big, long, week-long, two-week-long comedy festival, Edinburgh. month-long. Oh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, Fringe. Edinburgh Fringe. Um, yeah, and uh, oh my god, it was great. It was everything I wanted it to be. I took my book for him to autograph, and um, you know, he did all the things and said all the things, and he's just hilarious, and it, and it just... It just made me so happy to be there, and it made me so... If you ever get a chance, if you want a good comedy show that also ventures into what he calls the boring preachy part, which is a little bit of kind of political commentary that's dead fucking right on, and one of the things he was talking about is, when I am president, here's what will happen in the first hundred days. One of the things was all amusement parks and um, amusement parks, theme parks, and he had a list of things... Uh, will all be mandated to be half price of what they are now. Nice. Because charging $100 to get an 8-year-old into Disneyland is fucking wrong. Yeah. And I said, uh, and everybody hooped and hollered on that. Well, Disney so, would be rolling over in his yeah. grave if he knew that people had yes. to, like, take out a loan yeah. to go yeah. spend yeah. time at Disneyland. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's Or so ball wrong. games, he said. Sporting events. He mm-hmm. said sporting concerts. events, amusement parks, concerts. Well, the yeah. problem is we have to start paying for music. There's right. a whole spiel right, 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 for right, that. Right, right, but right, right. But he said, you know, the problem is, is the profit margins on all that stuff are insane, and we need to dial that down so that people can afford to go. It shouldn't cost one hundred and twenty dollars to take a family of four to the ball game for the day. Yeah, and there's, you know, when there's rich assholes who spend a thousand dollars for one one ball game who have carver carving service. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and he said, and, and for, let me explain to you what carving service is. That's where they have like uh, a roast and a turkey, or and they and they carve it and bring it to you, and you're a rich asshole who smokes cigars and and you know is probably a CEO of a company or something, and you're probably white. So, um, <laughs> but he said all these things cost way too much money, and that all needs to change. And I totally I think agree. People are finally starting to wake up to the fact that this country no longer has a middle class, and it's just haves and have-nots. Yep. And yep. they're starting to get pissed. Yep. The problem is, some of the people who are getting pissed think the solution is Donald Trump. And they also <laughs> and it's think, super not. Or or deport all the brown people. That's the other problem. Yeah. They think because they've been conditioned to think that my life is hard, and the reason why it's hard is because people are here illegally, or because <laughs> poor people want free handouts. That's the problem with everything. Not the fact that there are billionaires who have all the things and keep all the things. Yeah, like when you blame immigrants or poor people for the fact that you're poor, you're basically fighting over table scraps and not yeah. looking at the fact that somebody has like a nine-course meal. But that's meal. what they want us to do. Right. That's yeah. what they yeah, want they us want to do. Fighting and actually, ourselves. the problem is a lot more complicated than that. It started decades ago. Yeah. I mean, oh, in the late yeah, 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting, getting well, us off the... Well, it started in the 50s yeah, after World War II. Taking us off the gold standard was mm. a big mistake. Our, our money is worth nothing. Um, there's just... There's... There's a lot of moving pieces, mm-hmm. and people need to actually take the time to educate themselves and read about all of this stuff because it's really not that simple. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize how much. Here's just a scenario that could possibly happen, and I read a lot of investment banker um, newsletters. These are mm-hmm. newsletters that are not available to the general public. It's it's people that are like at UBS or whatever these bigger companies mm-hmm. that that they they um, they have these newsletters where they talk about finances in the world. Um, I've designed one of those. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. I was working at a marketing agency, and we had to design one of their newsletters. Well, they're great. I mean, if you can get through them, sometimes they can be really boring, but that's where you actually see what's happening. For example, when the U.S. is no longer the predominant um, language and money of the world, mm-hmm. we're in deep shit. And yeah. the other thing is that China could destroy us at any second if they were to call in all of our debt. Mm-hmm. What's happening to Greece could easily happen to us, and it's a fucking miracle that it has not happened yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah. So there are big, big things that are happening, and we need to get our shit together and be educated and yeah. smart and stop fighting with each other over stupid crap like yes. what color your skin is, yes. who you're banging, yes. and stuff like that. <laughs> and that's the real problem. You need to decide for yourself, as I just posted on my wall on Facebook. Sorry, I'm going to reference this because I've been saying this for a while. You need to figure out who you are inside, and you need to start propagating that. Being and start, that person and Be on the that outside. person and start making changes because we're, we're squabbling about stuff that the higher echelons want us to squabble about and want us to be focused on. So we're not on. paying attention yeah. to the fact that, that they're is, fucking us that every is how single if you're, if you're too busy fighting, you know, the culture wars, and I'm, I'm not saying that these aren't important issues. Yes, LGBTQ and trans people should have rights. Yes, women should be allowed to have birth control. Yes, but free abortion it's not on everything. demand. It's yeah. not everything. But it's important, but it's not everything. Yeah, the fact that I have to spend time fighting for the basic rights of myself and my fellow human beings is taking time away from the fight towards economic justice and all of these issues are you know like intersectional like women are more likely than men to work minimum wage jobs like that becomes a feminist issue it's also an economic issue or like you know poor people are more likely than rich people to live in places that are affected by pollution that's an economic issue but it's also you know a class issue so like it's all connected and it's just this giant knot that we're all trying to unwind yep yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> so I had a good time at Greg Proops, and <laughs> well, the, the thing I wanted to get to though was, and, and obviously all of that is vastly, and, and I'm, I'm and, and at the risk of sounding fawning, I'm even more impressed with you than I was mm-hmm. before. So, yeah. um, uh, I went up afterward after the show and took his book, the smartest book in the world, to have the smartest man in the world sign my book. And I said, and I took out one of my business cards for the podcast, and I said, I have a podcast because you told me to. And he stopped and he kind of looked around like, uh-oh, where is this going? And I said, you said on the podcast, you said on your podcast, do your thing, find a thing, do it, put something out into the world, put, put your voice on it, put your label on it, do a thing, carpe fucking diem, put something out into the world, fucking do it, seize the day, and I did. And I'm 44 episodes in, and it's because you and Hardwick and other people have told me this is what I need to be doing, and I would be very honored if you would come on, be on the podcast. He may or may not, or whatever. But but he stopped and he was like, "Wow, man, that's really sweet of you to say. Thank you." I said, "Thank you, because you're an inspiration. You need to keep doing what you're doing because it's very important." Mm-hmm. And he said, he wrote in my book, "Michael, thanks for podcasting. Love, Greg Cruz." And I was like, I, I got, got emotional, almost started crying, and the whole thing. And it was it was a real deep, profound moment of a really good reinforcement of I need to be doing, seeking out creativity, creative scenarios for myself. And um, and and right now, right here, I'm going to say it, I'm going to start making Lost Angels one of those things that I'm going to Oh, that's pursue. awesome. Yeah. Because then I'm be hoping that the... Honored f- to have you. <laughs> I do yeah. know people who listen to this podcast who are in the club scene and stuff. Take a Sunday night, be groggy at work the next day, go out and do and, and go go to Los Angeles and, and go go patronize it. Go be one of those people who doesn't sit off in a little clique table in the corner. Go and be one of those people who's gregarious and fun and nice to talk and fun to talk to and, and interact with people and that's that's what I'm planning on doing. <laughs> well, and if you'll let me, I'll bring my camera too and I'll take, that would I'll be take awesome. pictures. Anybody can bring their cameras if you wanna I don't care what you wanna do. If you wanna make a film inside of my club. Yeah. I, I don't care. I want you to come and create or whatever makes you happy and we're going to start instigating a new thing because I'm, I'm tired of people not playing or getting it. When you when you start out your night, you're going to get a clue. So if you want to play, if, nice. if, if LARPing or, or interacting is part of your thing, we'll give you something to start off with instead of expecting you to figure it out on your own. What about what about doing a podcast episode, a remote podcast episode? We can do there? that. I've been looking into doing Periscope and all kinds of stuff like that because we could. I could bring. I have very small recording equipment. We could bring it in and talk to some of the totally people who are that. playing and cosplaying see, and this like, and that. I, I would want to like step out of the podcast and go run off and do other stuff and sure. then come back. Fine. You know, I, Fine. I don't know if I could podcast we the whole entire time. Stu- no, 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 no. I'm talking like a little, a little mini episode okay. or a little. We talk to a few people here and yeah. there, or do a couple interviews yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Maybe the guy from the Magic Castle or whoever would be. There's some really, really amazing people. There's musicians all the time. There, there's artists, costume designers. I mean, pretty much everybody that come. Oh, wait, we had this female pickup artist that I've become friends with. She's unbelievable. I mean, oh my god. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> she's awesome. People that have been drawn into into Lost Angels have been really, really high quality, amazing people, and it's been fun. And that's mm-hmm. what I want. You know, if you build it, they will come, and they are. Nice, so, yeah. nice. Some of them might even come twice. Um, <laughs> some of them do. I've got some rabid regulars. Nice, I've got some nice. seriously rabid regulars. Nice. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to check out the next one, so I'm happy it won't be on Wasteland Weekend anymore. I could convince Danny to take a Monday off, and we could go. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, there's always Halloween. Oh, that's Maybe. true too. That's true too. Yeah. Cool. Anything else anybody recommends that's out now? Um, 
I've started watching Broad City. We've started watching. Broad City's um, amazing. We haven't. We haven't hit. I haven't watched Sense Eight yet, but I'm going to. I haven't watched uh, um, Jane, the Jane the Virgin yet, but I'm going Which to. Which is great. Uh, it's on my. Watching Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot is on my list. Yeah. That's coming up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm it's doing all of awesome. And I actually like Wayward Pines. A lot of people are on the fence about it, but I actually think it's pretty creepy and cool. I'm looking forward to Public Morals. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff, and I recently further cut the cord from cable, and basically we're down to Netflix and Cody now, so, so <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'm where we can watch everything. That's yeah. great. So, All right. Well, uh, plug your stuff. Where can people find you? Where can people... We are, unfortunately, still on Facebook right now. We're working on a main webpage. It's Facebook Lost Angels, downtown LA. We're on Twitter. Um, we are on Instagram, and um, we are... It's not a predictable Sunday, so you have to keep track. You can you can uh, do the RSS feed for our events so that you can keep track of what's going on. We give you a plenty of notice, give you a whole month. We tell you the theme. We tell you the entertainers, and the, the location is going to start changing now um, a bit. So, yeah. Cool. Come play with us. Yes. Plan on it. Come for on our dancing girls. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> with consent, of course. <laughs> As long as you're creative and charming about I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll perv in the middle. I, you know, I'm not going to cross the line, but I'll perv toward the middle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so as always, you can find me at kittybrowndesigns.com. I'm on Instagram as kittybrownart, and I'm on Facebook and Twitter as kittybrown. Great. Um, I'm at St. Michael on Twitter. That's S-A-Y-N-T-M-Y-K-L. You can find us online as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook and Google+. Check out our blog and listen to past episodes on our WordPress page. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. And remember, please be kind. You've just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your hosts, Michael John Simpson and Kitty Brown. Something 2XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. You can find us everywhere online as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and WordPress. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and Google+. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.